All right, everybody. Hey, welcome to another episode of The Dig. Super excited that you are here um, with us whenever you are viewing this, whether you're viewing this live right now, or you're going to watch this on YouTube, or you just catch it later on uh, my website, any of the other channels. I'm excited to be here tonight um, with this particular group of ladies, Michelle, Chris, Shelly, Lynn, and Aisha. And um, for those of you who have had any kind of experience with me, um, I am huge on the success of women, what happens with women, how women uh, succeed uh, in the marketplace. Um, and don't get me wrong, if you're, you're watching and you're saying, hey, I just want to be a great mother, I applaud you, I'm totally good with that. Um, I think that you can do both. Um, but I also think that there is a lack of opportunity to show in many instances where women have had the opportunity to shine and um this particular group of women have um have just been an amazing group of women i've i know them and so i am aware of the things that are occurring with them in their lives and different things along those lines and so um just really excited about having the opportunity to chat with them and talk with them and for the other ladies i want to encourage other ladies here tonight too um to take this opportunity if you're somewhere in your life and you want to, you know, maybe even perhaps just get unstuck. Maybe you're not, un maybe you're not stuck. You just need a little bit of motivation to move forward in your life and go forward in your life. Um, I hope that tonight, you know, just the next 50, 55 minutes here just really does something for you. It, it allows you to feel like, um, you know, you can do it. Um, you could take those next steps. Um, certainly not going to be easy, but I want you to hear from all of these ladies. And I always try to get uh, kind of a, an, an eclectic group of, of ladies, um, different experiences, different backgrounds, um, going from different places, things along those lines to share and to be able to, again, inspire and encourage you. So the whole thing with me about the dig is this. So if this is your first time watching this, connecting here with the dig, my goal was is to ask tough questions have hard conversations and bring things to the table that we don't talk about a lot, but I think are important. And so, um, you know, talking about uh, women who are capable and things along those lines is something that I know can be controversial in culture um, because there are a lot of men uh, who simply don't understand for whatever their reasons are. And, um, you know, for me, uh, being married to somebody who uh, I believe is just a, a, a full-blown champion, a winner, um, doing great things in, in her own right, um, it, is, it is imperative for me, even my daughters, um, I love what they're doing. I love where they are. I love the kind of stuff that they have uh, going on. Um, and, and so I'm excited about having this conversation with, with all of these ladies. So what I'm going to ask you to do, ladies, is briefly, we're going to start with Asia, then we're going to go to Lynn, then we'll go to Michelle, then we'll go to Chris, and then we'll go to Shelly. If you would just take about 30 seconds to just tell us who you are, married, single, what you do, uh, so on and so forth, that would be great. So we're going to start with Asia. Hi, good evening, everyone. First of all, I'm so honored to be a part of this panel amongst such phenomenal ladies who I've even had the pleasure of being under their tutelage, some of them, um, which is incredible. Uh, I am married and I work for a large university here in the Valley. Uh, I'm a director in my department um, and I have a, staff, a direct staff of six, uh, which extends to about 
uh, maybe nine or 10 given their direct reports. My name is Lynn Richardson. I am a playwright and a director, producer, songwriter, uh, <laughs> all those things encompassed in there. My previous background was in healthcare insurance and I did manage some management things there and contracting and things like that. But primarily what I do is write uh, plays and produce plays. And then I've also served as a worship and arts pastor as well. My name is Michelle Stewart and I'm a human resources professional. Uh, I also have a business on the side called Indala Consulting where I coach and do HR consulting. I'm married, I'm the mother of two, and I'm honored to be here today. Thank you so much for the invite, Demetrius. Welcome. Is it Chris or Kat? I'm happy to go next. Um, my name is Chris Jackson. I am um, the mom of three children and uh, my grandbaby's gonna be one on Monday. So excited to be a grandma now in that phase of my life. Um, I work for Synchrony Financial and I'm the vice president of our inside sales team. And the scope of responsibility, the, the team is about 130 people. Um, I share responsibility with a peer and we split the department. So I have about six direct reports. Um, and I've been in sales and operations my entire career. And um, we wanna put our hands together for uh, Chris Jackson. She just won an award. Um, I, I know you weren't going to say Chris, so can we just put our hands together for Thank Chris you. here? Can you tell us just briefly about the award, please? Sure. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I love about my organization is that we celebrate diversity and inclusion. And so we have diversity networks. Um, I co-lead our women's network. And for Women's History Month, they opened up um, nominations for different types of awards to honor um, accomplishments that women across the organization have done. And so I won the Advocate Award, um, which is the, def the definition is about um, helping women be their authentic self and celebrating diversity and inclusion. So thank you for acknowledging that, I appreciate it. Awesome, yeah. Thank you for making that happen in your workplace and everywhere else. Congratulations, so Chris. Thank you. Yeah, my name is Kat and uh, I, I'm actually on a fairly new journey myself right now, um, coming into That's right. just new business and uh, kind of becoming my own boss. Um, I was let go from my job of 20 years last year. And so I've been, you know, just kind of in this place of redefine, or redefining just some roles that I've, that I've done and um, just embarking entrepreneurship and and uh, learning to manage my own time as opposed to uh, my time being managed by corporate America. So it's a new journey, but really exciting. And I'm just glad to be amongst everybody. Hello, ladies. It's good to see all of your beautiful faces. And um, Demetrius, thank you for having us. Um, I'm excited for what we're about to jump into tonight. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. All right, and I'll bring up the rear. My name is Shelly, and I am single. 
and I have been in, in the management operations world mostly of my career. And my skill set um, would be skincare cosmetics is my background. Those are the industries that I was in mostly. And then uh, currently I'm in the healthcare world. I work for a cancer center. I manage, supervise a cancer care boutique where we fit women with mastectomy bras and prosthetics and also a wig a boutique in there as well. So anyone in that cancer world. And I also have a side business, my own business as a home stylist and home organizer, and it's called Transform Design Group. Did I miss anything? You didn't. Awesome. Is there is there anything else you wanted to share though? You and uh, did you want to tell everybody that your birthday is for an entire month? <laughs> Thank you. It is called Shelluary. It is a national holiday. And we just commenced a whole month of celebrating, but it kind of stinks though, because I only get 28 days. And most people get 30 to get a full 39. 30, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That is really it... unfortunate, Shelly. I know. I know. Very unfortunate. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Thank you, ladies, um, for sharing. As you as you all can see, um, again, these ladies are within their you know, within themselves, uh, you know, they're accomplished, they're doing things, super proud of you. Also, Kat, seeing you launch, seeing you jump out, seeing you do something here new. Uh, that's, that's what it's all about. We can, we can either complain about it, or we can do something about it. Um, uh, and, and so we're going to get into uh, uh, a bunch of that stuff here tonight. But I'm going to go ahead and jump right off of the cliff, ladies, because again, being a man, and being in a quote, man's environment slash world, which I don't necessarily believe that I believe this, so that I can go ahead and get all the men upset already, who might be watching this, I believe that there are men who are sitting at tables that women were supposed to be at. But because men only wanted to choose men, you got a man who's not qualified to sit at that table and help make those decisions. And there are some women who should absolutely positively be at those tables. And that's problematic for me personally. So I want the most qualified person uh, to be there. Uh, that's, that's just the way I see it. And so I believe in many instances, there are more women uh, who are even more qualified in many spaces to be at the table. So with that being said, I want to ask you ladies a question. Um, how many of you have experienced something like that where um, you know that perhaps you should have been at that table and you either didn't get the invite, you were simply overlooked uh, for that. And, you know, how have you handled that situation? How have you worked through that situation? Doesn't matter. Anybody. You want me to choose? <laughs> I would say uh, my own situation was a little bit unique. Um, I worked in the same, uh, I worked doing the same thing for about 20 years. So I feel like it kind of pigeonholed me a lot. And, uh, and then too, we all had our own um, process that we had that we were in charge of doing. So, um, but I would say that a lot of times, you know, just being in a small, it was a small environment, a small work environment. And so we would share a lot of ideas or just conversation. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, 
we all brought things to the table, I believe. And uh, but I did notice that when when I would bring something to the table in particular that that was beneficial or good, those things would be implemented. And and you know I I wouldn't necessarily get credit for those things, but I would see them being implemented and by the leadership within the organization. And so which, you know, it's all for the benefit overall of a team. Um, we all have a specific process because we, we all work together ultimately. But, um, but yeah, just little, I think we run into ego issues more so, I think, than anything. And uh, it's more kind of coming against different personalities and the way people deal with their own egos. So um, sometimes that could be a clash of titans in some ways. Um, so, but I think um, overall, like men just like, you know, um, they're, they're natural leaders. I mean, we all have leadership qualities within ourselves. And I think when we learn to, to really work together, we could, we could actually see a lot more benefit as opposed to having to always battle against egos and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, I mean, in my own experience, it's not been like major. I've, I've, I've had, a, I've worked with a lot of um, the gentlemen that I've worked with, you know, for the most part have always been very respectful. There have mm. been very few uh, instances, but, you know, sometimes those instances uh, kind of leave a little stronger remembrance in your, in your mind sometimes. Um, but uh, those moments were, were I, like I said, ego typically dealing with with those moments and so um I think that's what it is for me bottom line when working with men it's usually brushing up against those things and having different personalities that kind of come out when you're facing those moments but they're Great. just moments and I feel like sometimes we tend to overemphasize a moment and you know I've, I've heard this saying was it a was it a bad day or was it a bad moment and so sometimes we, yeah. you know, overemphasize a bad moment sometimes. So that's good. That's good. I really appreciate that. That's good feedback. Um, anybody else? Any experiences? I think that sometimes the experiences that I've had have been more indirect than direct. It comes from the construct of the structure that has been set up. You come into something and I've seen this you know, throughout my career, you come into an organization, you're like, why are we doing things like this? Mm -hmm. Who made these decisions? What are these processes? They don't make any sense, mm -hmm. you know, but it was because the people that were at the table making those decisions, they didn't have a critic in the room. They didn't have anybody to challenge the status quo and say, well, this might make sense for you all in this room because you're all men. <laughs> whole company of different people you know but you're making rules for the entire organization and then when new people are starting or these rules are getting implemented you're like hmm this doesn't make sense you know but what I'm seeing more so and especially you know where I work now we're seeing an increase of lady leaders which is needed and necessary and I think that it's challenging some of the thought processes you know, um, across a lot of industries everywhere so that hopefully those types of structures start to be re redesigned, mm -hmm. you know, for the entire, the good of the entire organization 
and all the different types of people you know that that are working working there and again not just in my organization but really across a lot of companies in the nation I love that. I love that. Thanks, Kat and, and Aisha. Um, good, good, good answers. Great answers. Good insight too. Chris, you unplugged. Did you have something earlier? Yeah, I was going to just talk about a, a little bit about um, what I would say um, indirect. I think you talked about it being indirect, Aisha. And I've had an experience where um, I did have a seat at the table. Um, but everything that I said um, was repeated by a man and then accepted. So I would, I would sit there and I would make a suggestion or I would say, hey, should we look at it this way? Or what about this? And, and then the man next to me would say, hey, why don't we? And I would look at him like, I, 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 just, I just said that. And then my boss would be like, that's brilliant. Great idea. And I'm like, like it was like a twilight zone. It's like, did, am I missing something? And so I had to check with some of my other female coworkers and say, am I, am I crazy? Am I missing something? And they're like, oh no, no, that's, that's really happening. So <clears throat> the way that I handled it is, as I went to my boss and I talked to him and I said, I, I don't, I gave him the benefit of the doubt, approached it and said, I don't know if you realize that this is happening. Um, but I want to point out that this is happening. And let me give you an example. Just yesterday, I said this. And then 10 minutes later, he said this same thing. And then you implemented it. And he's like, well, I'm, you know, it doesn't matter who, you know, isn't it all for the greater good? And I'm like, yeah, except that I feel like I need credit. So <laughs> I feel like it's important to give the person credit or acknowledgement. That's really what it came down to is just that I didn't feel like I was crazy. Because I did at some point feel like I was crazy. Once again, uh, all stuff that I've seen and meetings that I've been a part of uh, and have, you know, seen up close and, and personal myself. So um, that's great. Thank you, um, ladies, for that. Um, let me ask you all this question. You had made mention of, uh, Aisha, that you're starting to see more women in more leadership roles, taking more roles in places, not just even in, in business, but again, just in their communities, um, things along those lines. Um, are you all seeing that too across the board here? Everybody is, are, are you seeing that? And do you um, have an example of anybody who you see doing that? I do, I'll speak out. Yeah, go ahead. So working in the healthcare field for the longest time, women had support roles, but they weren't the directors, they weren't chief of surgery, they weren't, you know, in the C-suites type of thing. Mm -hmm. But much more am I seeing that now. So my background, you know, like I said, was skincare cosmetics. That was predominantly women. And so I got to see a lot of great examples of women calling the shots, being the CEOs, that type of thing. Um, I came from the Estee Lauder company initially, and the woman who was over our, our particular line, I didn't work for the Lauder brand, but they oversaw and they own a lot of different cosmetic lines. Anyway, that said, there was a woman that was the president of Origins, which is the line that I worked for. And all the way down the line had some really great female influences. And I am blessed and grateful to say that I've been under some fantastic female leadership, women that were stellar in their positions, 
and they treated people fairly, they were appropriate, they didn't need to act a certain way to get to a position, which I think kind of came out of the whole fighting for who you were in a male dominated industry. Um, but cosmetics, I think, changed a lot of that back to now being in healthcare. I've seen a lot more women in those leadership roles. And again, very blessed that I've got some incredible role models in my leader and then her boss, um, she reports to a man, but on that, in the C-suites within our organization, there are quite a few women who are VPs of those positions. So I'm glad to see it and it's um, healthy. I think it's a nice mix to have that male and female. It's a, it's a really good camaraderie. It's not domineered by one side you know, or the other. I love that. That's good. That's good to know. It's good to good to hear. Um, uh, Lynn, didn't you work for um, a company uh, back in the day too in in medical space? Um, and uh, did you have what kind of leadership did you have in there? Because you were doing something significant there, weren't you? Yeah. Oh, well, I did customer service management initially, and then I went into um, contracting, provider relations, and that type of thing. So, and actually in the provider network area, most of the leaders over there were women. I think we had one um, male manager, but most of them were women where I probably hit up against some type of buffering would be in the actual contracting <laughs> with the doctors yeah. when I come in there to negotiate all their money. You know, and they're like, who's this little girl? So yeah, <laughs> that was probably the biggest issue that I had was with um, the male doctors and negotiating money with them and sitting, you know, sitting at a table talking, you know, debating about what, how much we would, you know, reimburse them was probably the biggest place where I felt that. So you got some pushback in that space, huh? Oh. Yeah, very for interesting. Sure. Very interesting. How do you, yeah, go ahead, Michelle. I, I, I wanted to add a little something to that. Sure, um, having, recent, having recently left um, a, a job in healthcare and human resources, um, here in the last year or two, the focus had, um, based on everything that was going on and based on uh, everything that was going on in the world and, and, and uh, the response to that was for, um, that organization, along with several others, to start this DEI initiative. Everybody hopped on the DEI train all of a sudden in response to everything that was going on. And um, I think in um, theory, that's fantastic. But I feel like a lot of organizations, including the one that I came from, were um, sort of um, just kind of talking the talk, but not walking the walk. And in my role, my job was to support that initiative in, in DEI. So, you know, we went through all these changes to make these arrangements to have a DEI specialist come in and start the, the work in changing, um, you know, the, the organization, the, the uh, culture of the organization. But when you would, when we, when I would communicate with the C-suite, hey, this is what we're, we're doing, but the, the, the demographics and the racial makeup of the C-suite does not match the demographics and the racial makeup of our, our staff and the community in which we live in. 
So there still have there still has to be something major, a, a major transformation other than just doing this work and going through the motions, which is one of the reasons I left because I felt like they were talking the talk, but really not putting their money where their mouth was and following through and making those changes and 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 making mark, mark, marked changes that people would be able to see and actually feel and be able to open the door in the C-suite and say, hey, there's somebody who looks like me. And that's, I, listen, so good, so good. I, I kind of want to um, highlight you and, and Chris here for just a moment, Michelle, and I was actually coming to you next uh, anyway with the question, but let's, let's, first of all, can, for people who will see this, listen to it, might be watching right now, because I'm not actually checking Facebook, but um, who might be watching now, it, can you explain uh, DEI and also C-suite to people so that they understand what those are? Because I know we mentioned them a couple of times here. Is that for me, Demetrius? Yes. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Oh, DEI is D diversity, equity, and inclusion. Okay. Um, so that it's a you know trying to change the culture of the organization to be able to accept and um, open the doors and be more welcoming of people of all different backgrounds, uh, you know, gender um, identities, cultural, race, ethnicity and make it a place where it's include, it feels inclusive and actually is inclusive. Um, so that's the divert DEI. And okay. what was the other piece? I'm sorry. The C-suite? C-suite is the executive, the executive team for the organization. Okay, just for clarification for people who would know that. So Chris, you were saying that, um, who wouldn't know that rather. Um, Chris, you were saying that that's something that your company has done. Has mm -hmm. that, was is that a foundational thing? Or was that too something over the last five years, um, you know, that started and people started looking at, at those types of things? How long has that been within um, your particular organization? Yeah, the, it, it's been a staple, a foundation of the organization, which is, um, which is why I think during all of the social injustice and racism and pandemic and everything that we've been through over the last few years, because the foundation was laid, already, we just leverage that to help each other get through. And um, we have a program called Advancing Diverse Talent. And so they look at exactly what Michelle was talking about, the makeup of our organization and populations and um, how does that match to our C-suite, which is the chief, chief executive officers, chief operation officers, that's what the C stands for. Um, Chief HR, that, that executive level that Michelle was talking about. Um, and so there's initiatives in place to make sure that um, there is equity um, and representation at all levels. So they, de they definitely, one of the things that I brag about all the time about my organization is they do walk the walk, they do talk the talk. Um, we talk all the time about what it means to be an ally um, for the various groups. And I know today our focus is on women. And so in, in that room that I was in um, years ago, if I had an ally in the room, somebody would have said, you know, I think Chris mentioned that great idea, Chris, maybe so-and-so you took that to another level, but it wasn't that great that Chris said that. So it's about being the ally in the room. It's about, you know, making sure that the, the group, women, um, whomever the group is, has that voice, and then doing something about it when you see something isn't um, maybe going the way that it should. 
So I am, I'm very fortunate to be part of an organization that has a very mature um, social construct and it is a part of the culture. It's the, it's the way that we make decisions. Oh, that's, that, that's really good. And so, Michelle, you're in a new place. Um, is this something that you started there or did you walk into this place and this is already there? Do you feel like you have, you know, advocates there, um, you know, for the things that you wanted to see in that space? Well, you know, it's interesting because during the interview process, that's something I actually asked about. And the organization that I'm in now was actually already in the process of a um, outsourcing a study with another organization to review the diversity, equity, and inclusion within the organization, where how they are. And they did a survey that was um, that they were waiting to receive the results from. Um, they surveyed everybody within the organization to get their feedback on how they felt about um, the culture of the organization where diversity, equity, and inclusion is, is concerned. So they were already doing the work, which was um, promising to me. It was something that made, um, that piqued my interest. And um, one of the reasons that I joined the organization and the work continues, I feel like that there is still plenty to do. It's something that's not gonna happen overnight. It's not right. gonna change in six months, probably not even in six years, but it's something that they've started and I wanna be a part of it to help, help change that, that the culture of the organization. Right. I appreciate that. Uh, thanks, Chris and, and Michelle. Um, when you, Ladies, when you think about having to move up, Shelly, you talked about people that you have seen already. Uh, Kat, you're diving into a space. Aisha, you're at, at, at a university. Um, Lynn is having had her background, and now she's doing some playwright stuff, which I want to get into here in a little bit. But Ladies, it, for the late for anybody, a young lady or ladies who who are watching now, and maybe they're in a power structure that's uh, difficult. What advice would you give them on navigating that power structure to be heard, to be seen, uh, to even at least be acknowledged, even if it's not something that they do, but to be acknowledged in that space? Like, what what advice would you give somebody for that? you have to um, you've got to learn how to just use your own voice in a room because nobody's going to do it for you um, and just you know learning what that voice is in a respectful professional way you know and how you um, how you choose to handle yourself is really a reflection of you and how others you know handle themselves is just more a reflection of of who they are. Um, but I, I would say just in general, just using your, your voice. And I really liked what Chris had mentioned about having an ally in the room that, you know, that's, that's really great if you have something like that. But, um, you know, I, I would just say it starts with using your own voice and in the most respectful ways that you can in the moments. But, um, but yeah, which is that that's my answer. <laughs> Just starting with your own voice. No, that's I, great. I, I appreciate that. Go ahead, Michelle. I agree with Katarina. You know, um, just not being afraid to come forward as well. I know over the course of my career, there was a time when I was, there were things that I would be thinking in meetings, but I wouldn't say them for fear of, you know, being the person who, you know, um, the person who's negative or the person who is, 
you know, not on board or not a team player, but they were things that needed to be said. And as I have progressed in my career and I've learned, those are things that need to be heard and they can be, they can be shared in a professional manner. And as long as they come from a place of positive intent, um, you know, it, if you work for an organization or you're with an organization that is not open to hearing you and you're coming from a good place and you're sharing your thoughts and your ideas in a professional, respectful manner, that's probably not a place that you wanna be, but you have to be able to do that. And um, it, it's very important. And, you know, I look back and I think, oh, there were so many times I should have spoken up and said something and I didn't and I wish I had. But luckily and, and thankfully, um, I've come gotten to a place, you know, in my life and in my career where there isn't much that I won't say if it comes to mind and if it needs to be said, especially when it not only impacts, um, you know, if it, if it not only impacts me, it, it's for the greater good of everybody in the organization. Michelle will always tell you the truth. I just want you to know that. I just want you to know that. <laughs> I do. I appreciate her for it. She's be having me falling out on Facebook sometimes. Listen, um, so I had, can I ask, can I add something real quick? Yeah, by all means. Um, I, I, two quick things. I think yes. um, it ties to what Kat said, being, finding your voice, being bold and courageous. I think it's really important for us as women to, to not, um, lessen ourselves. We have, um, be confident in what you bring to the table, what you know, your knowledge, whatever that is, be bold and courageous because the value that we bring is just as important as anybody else in the room. Um, and if that's an area that you struggle with or that you need um, help with, find a mentor, find a mentor, a coach, use your network, build your network. It's important because there, there may be times that there's a sticky situation that you just need to run something by someone. Um, so find a mentor, find somebody that you can say, hey, here's the scenario, here's what I think I wanna say. Um, a trusted person that can say, maybe you could say a little different or maybe you should come to the table a little different or you're right, you're spot on, go get it. So I think the being bold, courageous, confident in what you bring to the table and I've learned that, that that did not happen at the beginning of my career. That's been a journey for me as well. Um, and, and knowing what your network brings to the table, you know who you have that you can go to. And sometimes it might be a man and that's okay too. It doesn't always have to be a woman. I think it's important to you know have a trusted male mentor to give you the same feedback. Man, listen, like, listen, so both of you guys, like, I really love that. And so let, let me just ask a, a, a question a little further. Let me just kind of spread it out a little further. How important is a, a, a mentor? And how important do you guys think that is to genuinely have, and not just for the business stuff, but in general? Um, and do you guys feel like women embrace mentorship in those ways and they're willing to do that? critical. I agree. Absolutely okay. critical. I have a male mentor. I agree too. I think mentorship is everything. It is literally, I, in my opinion, probably one of the top things that you can do to advance, you know, in your career, in your community, et cetera. And I think that you can even have more than one mentor. 
You know, I've heard it be called a success committee. I was talking to this gentleman and he told like me, he that. said, I have, thir- I have 13 mentors. He said, I have a finance mentor, two career mentors, a life mentor, a marriage mentor, like all of these things so that they can, you know, so that he can bounce different ideas off of different individuals because not everybody is always available. You know, for me personally, where I am um, currently working, it really took one, there's this one individual in particular who was an advocate for me and she was behind, and it was a lady, and she was behind closed doors that I wasn't in. She was in these rooms, and she was speaking my name, and I didn't even know it. Um, and she was just such an incredible advocate. You know, again, and I, I don't want to call her out, but even on this call right now, you know, in all the churches that I had ever attended, and I'm not a church expert by any means, but I had never seen a female work, worship leader. And I had the opportunity, you know, to serve under um, Lynn's leadership for, oh my goodness, a few years. And that was incredible to me to have a lady worship leader. Again, at any church I've ever attended in my past, never once had seen a lady worship leader. Now, you know, I visited places, but to um, be under the tutelage of a, of a lady worship leader, I mean, Again, and, you know, she taught me so many things and, you know, things that were lessons, not just for worship, but lessons that I even take into my job and still utilize today. So that mentorship, again, is critical, not just in work, but in other spaces as well. And I think that I think women, uh, I think we do welcome it. I think that we are sometimes we call it being sisterly. Um, when we really need to, you know, level up our thinking a little bit and really start mm. to take better advantage of those relationships. I love that. I have a friend that calls it her board of directors. So similar <laughs> to like success, that. the board of directors. I like it. Yeah. And um, we, we talk a lot about um, in my current role about having your um, champion, somebody that sponsors you, that same, like you called it an advocate but is there saying your name when you're not in the room or bringing up things that you do or, um, you know, advocating for you, sponsoring you, being that, that person that champions you. And I think that that is, it's so important in, in all of the phases of your career, no matter what industry you're in. I think that that's critical. And it's just as critical to be that for someone. Yeah, that was that was going to be something else that I talked about, um, you know, how willing you all were um, to be that for somebody else. But um, before I do, let, let me say two things to you. One, I do. I have um, four people that I consider mentors, too. So everybody shouldn't have shouldn't have access to my marriage. So I talked to one person about that. Everybody shouldn't have access to what I was doing ministry wise. So I talked to one person about that. Uh, You know, again, for me personally, the stuff that just me personally, when I get to go there and vent and I don't have any hair, but they get to see me let my hair down. Right. I have a person uh, for that. And really, the other person is really just a a friend. We do lunch, um, you know, a couple of times a month. And we hang out and we talk about kids, family, future, uh, different things along those lines uh, in business. And so um, it's really good. It's a really good balance for me. Um, But I don't cross those lines with those particular individuals because they're not, 
I, I don't have them there for those reasons. And so um, I'm a big fan of mentorship. But recently, in the past two years, I was talking to a guy and he told me, he said, I love that you have mentors. He said, but um, he said, I want to be something else for you. And I, I had never even thought down these lines. And uh, he said, I want to be your sponsor. He said, a lot of times we have mentors. He said, you need somebody to sponsor you. He said, when somebody sponsors you, he goes, they put you in a room, right? They put you with the right people. They put you in front of the right people. They put you in those right spaces. And their word, typically, if they're sponsoring you, their word has some weight to it. So they're sponsoring you, right? And putting you in those places. And so I think, um, yeah, I'm a big, big fan. So ladies, you're watching this, you're listening to this on the podcast. Doesn't matter where you are hearing this information. I do want to encourage you as these ladies have alluded to, it's vital, it is important. Find somebody. And um, let, let me ask you this, and then I have a question for Lynn, but let, let, let me ask you guys this. Um, <sighs> When in for 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 ladies, when you have this mentor, do they want to hear about personal stuff too? So can you talk to them about personal things that happen in your life? Or are they really there for another reason? And should that just be the girlfriend thing? Can that relationship be mixed up, perhaps? Doesn't matter who answers. I'd say that it can be a little bit of both. And I, you know, I think, um, I think it depends on the mentor and the relationship. Um, there, there are mentors that I have that are strictly about work and career. And, um, and then there's mentors that I have that I, I feel comfortable doing both. I do believe in just bringing your authentic self. It's, it's, um, I know that there's been this old adage of, you know, work is work and home is home. Um, I work virtually now, so my work is my home and it blends all the time. And so what, um, what I used to leave here and drive and go somewhere is easier to compartmentalize. So I think in this day and age where things are virtual for a lot of people, um, it blends. So I, I don't know that you can not talk about personal things as well. But I, I do think that it depends on the relationship with the mentor. Similar to what you said, you've got, you've got a mentor specifically for these things. Um, so I think, it's, I think it depends. And, and I also want to say, no matter what, you don't have to be in corporate America to have mentors and yes. have sponsorship and have, yes. you can be an entrepreneur, you can be doing your own thing. It's up to you to build that network. And it might be a little bit different. It might look different than corporate America, but um, we, we own our, our success in our careers and nobody's going to do it for us. So you have to just go out and do it. Absolutely. I love I that. So. Go ahead. Go ahead, Lynn. <laughs> I was just going to say in regards to the mentorship too, it's also important to be careful with those lines sometimes, because I know for me, sometimes there's been a struggle there when you do blur those lines, there was somebody kind of sees you as a mentor and also as a friend, but it, it can get really muddy sometimes. So you really have to be cognizant of that because then you can also become like an idol in their life or 
you know, where it's, it could be one thing to them and something different to you. So it's just, you know, being sure that if you do have that mentor friendship type of situation going on, that you understand that relationship and that you don't necessarily blur those lines to a degree that, you know, it wasn't that, you know. No, really good. That was, that was really kind of what my question was because I feel that way. So um, with, with the people that I talk to, I know again, well, one, I don't want to venture into that, but I know that our conversations have always been kind of like, Hey, this is what we're here to talk about. So let's, let's focus on that. And uh, you know, let's get the, get everything out of this that we need. Um, ladies, where would somebody go to find a mentor? Cause I know that question would come up. How do you, how do you even Lynn, based on what you said, Michelle, uh, Chris, Asia, what, what do you do? How do you find a mentor? What should they possess? Are there just standards, things that you should look for when you're looking for a mentor? I think we have mentors all around us in our community, in our churches, in our workplaces, everywhere. Um, and I think that when you are seeking out a mentor, that person should be a reflection of what it is you want to be or that or possess some type of, um, I don't know, character or, mm -hmm. or skill that you are trying to, to gain. Um, you know, you want somebody who, who's doing exactly what it is you want to do. For instance, if, you know, your, your goal is to become a financial expert, you shouldn't, you know, you want to talk to somebody who has their financial game together um, and make that person your mentor. Um, going back a little bit to your question earlier about your mentor being somebody that, um, that you know, you can talk to about other things. Mm -hmm. my, um, my mentor also happens to be a friend to both me and my husband, a very close friend. Oh, okay. And um, I, I can talk to, I can definitely talk to him about personal things such as marriage. I rarely do, but thinking about it, um, it would probably being that he is friends with both of us, it would have probably help with the neutrality, with him being neutral and being able to make talk to me and take into consideration him as well to come up with a some neutral advice that doesn't just favor me or just favor him. That's really good. And I think that's rare. Would you say that that's rare, Michelle? And yeah, consider that to be a rare mix of things. Yeah, yes, for sure. So definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, I love that. I love that. Really good. Really good. Um, I really so love what Michelle said, because I feel like when uh, we pay attention to the circle around us, the people that we network with, the people that we interact with or or get to meet along the way of life and journeying through business or through um, just lots of different interactions with people, you tend to recognize the gifting in other people and you can take advantage of those things and, and really um, seek out mentorship through through the community that you find yourself living amongst. And um, I think that's a beautiful thing to get to know people in that direct, in that way. And also um, just, I think it's the beauty of life, bringing the right people together at the right times and uh, just really benefiting from, from the different, uh, from the different expertise that we all have to offer because we all have something different to offer. But as far as mentorship, it's like those people just stick out a little bit differently. And there's a draw usually to those people. And um, I feel like 
you find those people in the time in the right time that you that you need to find them but it usually happens within community and networking um, and like Chris had mentioned you know it's really up to you to build that that networking team that success team or that board of directors you know in your own life so um, it's okay. really just paying attention to the people that you're surrounding yourself with and and you're bound to you know have those connections with people and really um, glean off of one another. I think that's super important. Um, you know, you guys have probably heard it say, you know, that the people you hang out with is a prophecy uh, of your future. Um, you know, you really have to be paying attention to who's in your corner, what they're doing. I, I genuinely believe male or female, doesn't matter to me that a lot of people are stuck because of the people they associate with. I just really do. Um, and if they're not going anywhere, or doing anything and they don't have access to you to challenge you uh, or even, you know, encourage you even, not necessarily always in the challenge, but even to encourage you, um, you know, again, I think sometimes that could be a huge limitation uh, in, in people's lives. Um, I want everybody to answer this question um, because we're gonna hop off in about 10 minutes. Um, what would you tell your 21 year old self? Say it. Say, Say it. it. I believe it, Michelle. I believe it. Say it. <laughs> Speak up. Say it. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Say it. Believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. It's okay to fail. You don't have to have it all figured out. Absolutely. Someone has to succeed. Why not you? Someone has to succeed. Why not you? I would take more risks. I would have taken more risks younger. Um, mm -hmm. You know, maybe just done the things that I really um, was interested in, had a lot of pulling and pulling towards. Um, you know, you'll either build, you know, a life that you love or you'll you'll build the life that somebody else loves working for them. So, I mean, but there's, you know, different, I can't say that that applies to everything in across the board. It's, you know, truly unique to everybody's own scenarios and situations, but, but just build the life that you love. And um, I would have taken more risks and uh, just, I think I just chose what was comfortable. Like, don't be afraid to choose what scares you a little bit. So I feel like I chose the comfortable place and, you know, having um, a full-time job when I, when I was being pulled to do other things and try other things, but, you know, there were just time restraints with, with everything. So um, just know that you're building, you're building the life that, you know, you want um, based on, I don't, I don't really say that correctly, but <laughs> I basically just saying to uh, take some risks and and don't always choose what's comfortable. I love it. I would say all of those things and enjoy the journey. Like, mm -hmm. don't forget that while you're in it, it, it can be, especially when you're younger, my 21 year old self, you're driven, you're focused, you feel like you have to be at certain levels and places in your life. And, you know, society puts a lot of pressure on us and, um, don't forget to enjoy it because it goes so fast. It goes so fast. 
it goes so fast. I mean, it, it, yes, it goes so fast. So it's something to really uh, consider. Um, do you guys revert back to talking to that 21 year old person? Or does the 21 year old person talk to you? I have a daughter who's about to be 21. So I talk to her in that voice, like I'm 21 and I'm telling her, this is what, this is what you should do. This, this is what you need to do. These are, these are the chances that you need to take. So yeah, not that she listens, but. <laughs> <laughs> that part, yeah, yeah. that part. Yeah. I would agree, Michelle. I right, think whether right. it's my daughter or people, younger people that I'm mentoring or talking to that same thing, sharing your journey helps people, I hope, <laughs> see, you know, different paths that they can take that maybe if I could do over, I would do differently. I love it. I love it. I, I And this is this is it. You know, these are just practical things that somebody can take away something very small from what we talked about here tonight and just really add it. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a preacher, so I have a tendency to oversay stuff, but sometimes you don't, you don't need a whole bunch of information. You just need a little bit of information, right. To be able to nudge you forward, push you into where you want to be into the next, in, into the next phase um, of life and somebody just to, and I want, I want people to take these things every, I do these uh, every other month and I want somebody just to take these and use the little nuggets that they get and, and, and move them forward uh, with them. But um, before we go, um, got about five minutes. I want for um, Lynn to tell a little bit about um and you got you got all kinds of stuff going on over there man you traveling all over the world you in hawaii you in mexico you in california you you're just at disneyland with mickey and all them people listen tell me um tell tell everybody what you have going on uh right now um so uh they can know what's happening with you um, so right now I am in Atlanta, Georgia, and I am doing my first uh, play out here. So it's it'll be in May, and um, really excited about that. This is it's not the first time one of my plays has been out of state, but it's the first time that I'm producing it. So Alabama State did one of um, my plays for their senior week of plays, and I got to see it, but I didn't direct it or anything. So. I'm out here in Alabama, or Alabama, I'm out here in Atlanta, and I'll be here for the next two months uh, gearing up for that show. We start um, practices and all kinds of good stuff next week. And then um, I also just finished my first book. So that's coming soon. It's um, called Creative Faith, and it is for the out of the boat folks. So those people that have unique gifts um, you know, like me and my comedy lady is how I actually started. And so you'll journey with me through that. And I'll also provide a lot of nuggets and encouragement to step out, even if 
you know, you feel like my gift is different. It's not, you know, I don't sing or dance. It's, it's different. You know, it could be comedy, poetry, rap, whatever, but it's unique. And you don't always see it a lot, especially within the um, community of Christians or church or whatever your faith may be. So it's just inspiring people to step out because I've been able to, um, you know, have a whole business through being willing to dress as this crazy lady and make people laugh. So, you know, just step out on those gifts. So the book will talk a lot about that and it really encourage people that um, want to really dive into their giftings. That's awesome. And uh, Chris raised her hand, so I want to hear from her real quick. But um, also, just as a side note. I was note, just clapping. It was a you, clap. Oh, you were it clapping. Oh, all right. All right. Oh, amen. So um, Lynn, actually, um, I worked alongside uh, with Lynn there, too, to Aisha's point. Um, and she uh, led worship for the church that I pastored. And so it was, it, she was, she was really, really phenomenal at that. So I, I did want to put that out there to Aisha's point and also say that. And, and I took a lot of flack from that, um, you know, from men who, uh, Aisha, to your point, um, they just didn't care for it. <laughs> what, what'd you say? I took a lot of flack yeah, too. <laughs> I, I did too, but I, but I didn't care. So um, it, it didn't matter to me at all. Um, she was qualified uh, and there wasn't a man who uh, was qualified. Uh, so um, I got what I got and uh, I was happy with that. Um, uh, Kat, tell us a little bit about what's happening with you. You just launched a new business. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I've had some opportunity to do some uh some certification and I just launched a body contouring business and uh, one of my uh, visions behind launching this particular business is I notice how um, how we're so hyper well I'll say our <laughs> our society is very hyper focused on our outer appearance and body contouring is definitely um, you know contouring your outer physical body but um, also I wanted to uh, incorporate some things that, that um, deal with our internal well wellness as well also. So my vision behind this body contouring business is to also um, get a certification for nutrition and kind of create an inside out approach to, you know, these physical um, ideas that we want to, that, are, that we want our bodies to kind of portray but I feel like it's all just external. It's such an external focus. And so I want to combine an inside out approach to not just deal with the outer body, but also you know, deal with the nutrition that, that really is a reflection. Um, the choices of our own nutrition are really a reflection of our, our, our own body's discipline. So um, our bodies tell us a lot, you know, with, without, you know, with being completely silent. So I just, you know, I just get a little concerned about the mindset of body contouring and, and just it being such a hyper focus on like the outer only physical shell of everything. So I wanted to um, really create a space that addressed a little bit more and took an inside out approach for that. So that's my vision behind this body contouring business I just launched. Um, I just, uh, partnered with a studio uh, uh, it's called you are worthy beauty studio and boutique and it's 
it's being ran by just an incredible female leader. Her name is Esmeralda Garcia. Big shout out to her. Um, she's doing really amazing things and I'm really excited to just be in her presence and really learn um, a lot of business aspects that you know she has worked through along the way. Um, I did recently launch some music. I'm a, a songwriter and mm -hmm. so I, I launched a music project recently and my goal with that is to more set up myself to to songwrite for other people, to collaborate with other artists that really truly want the limelight. Um, I prefer to be more behind the scenes. Um, I do, you know, I do have to get in front of the spotlight every now and then, but my my goal with launching music is really to collaborate with other artists and write. And I have a really great opportunity with Lynn. Um, I'm hoping to get some uh, some writing done with her. Um, I appreciate just her reach out, but um, I, there's been so many things that I really have to, uh, I really have to manage my time with a lot of these different projects that I've been um, launching and releasing. They've kind of been back to back, but I'm excited about it. I'm really, uh, I'm just, you know, a lot of things have fallen away this past year, um, but they've allowed for space for some really beautiful new things to come forth. So I'm just really grateful for this season. I'm so grateful for the provisions along the way. That's been one of the, the biggest things that, you know, um, that I've had to really activate my faith in. And it's, it's beautiful to see how, how the Lord provides and, and um, just so faithfully and so generously. So I'm just grateful. I'm, in a, I'm, I'm just super glad to be part of this panel of women, amazing women. And, and I've had so many opportunities to just deal with them directly in a lot of ways. And I have so much respect for them. Um, I'm, yeah, you guys are all amazing, but, uh, but that's, what's up with me lately. Awesome. Uh, those, yeah, I'm excited. It's a, it's a awesome. great place right now. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, uh, for sharing, uh, both, uh, Dave and Kat, I know you guys just released these things. Uh, I want to wrap up and, um, I want each of you ladies, what is your word? If you have one or motto or mantra, whatever it is. For 2022, what's your word? Consistency. I like it. So as I'm listening to all of us chat and mm -hmm. talk about the different things that are happening around us or things that we've seen that we don't like, things we want, and I thought, you know, my takeaway from this is we're in places maybe we don't like what's around us or we're wanting to see things changing. And I thought, well, I need to be the change that I want to see. So to Chris's point, sitting in that meeting, you talked earlier about having an ally, be someone's ally. You know, what is it, the Bible says to have a friend, you need to be a friend. So to have an ally, you need to be an ally. So be that strong woman in your circle, in your boardroom, in your department at work, or however, where you're searching out to, to be that change, to support other people. So you set that pace for others to, to grab that fire. Love it. My word this year is courageous. I think, um, I have a new appreciation for what that means, for what courage means and how um, you look when you, sh when you show up with courage. 
Um, and it's in all aspects of my life being courageous. Love it. Love it. Mine are, mine are going to be advocate and encourage. I want to continue to advocate for other people and especially speak up for people who can't or who won't and continue to encourage them. I love it. I love it. We need more of that too. I think my word for this year is do. Do. <laughs> One thing that Atlanta has taught me these people move fast and they're, you, you, they're not like, oh, well, let's think about it. Let me pray about it. Let me run around a block 12 times before I decide. It's like, hey, I was thinking about, let's do it, do it. And, and, I, and I'm trying to be more um, proactive with that now. Just do it. You know, sometimes we want to, I think I told Katrina last week, I was like, we'll talk ourselves into years. We'll just like, you know, we'll, we'll think ourselves into years, I think is what I said. So it's like, you know, just do this. It's a whole different vibe. I think a much needed vibe for me where it's like, you know, sometimes it doesn't take all of that. Just, just do it. When I came out here to visit, I was coming to visit and didn't think that a couple months later I'd be doing a show here, mm -hmm. but that was because I just talking to people and telling them what I do and they're like, I, oh, I can help with this and I can help with that. And I, let's just do it. And so here we are. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Do. Aisha, you're last. Um, I think my words for this year are it's time to progress. Time, time. to progress. Time, time to, to progress. progress. You know, I typically shy away from doing things just like this panel, you know, and I echo the words of, of Kat and um, and really everybody on this, this call today that, you know, this is, this has been incredible for me as a panelist. There's been some nuggets of wisdom that I was like, yes, that's, yes, that's hey, amazing. That's, that's and even your last question threw me for a loop for a second because I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, what is my word? Yeah. You know, because sometimes you have, we're so busy going, 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 you have to stop and pause and reflect, you know, we're, on, on where you're going next. So I thought that was really, really powerful. And again, thank you so much for having me and being among these incredible women. Yeah. And ladies, um, I want to thank you uh, really for taking your time out Saturday evening. I know there's all kinds of other stuff you could be doing as instead of talking to me, but I appreciate it because you did this for free 99. So uh, I definitely appreciate you all. Uh, and again, it goes on my platform, but my goal is, is to reach as many people as possible and get this kind of information into people. This is, this is just something I wanted to do literally my whole life was to educate people and give people the, the ability to live life in a more robust way where they didn't feel stuck all the time. They didn't feel like, well, I don't know what to do. You heard it here tonight. Just if, even if it wasn't exhaustive, it was enough for somebody to hear this, to take something and to move the needle in your life to go to the next phase of what it is that you are trying to do, whether that's finding a mentor, right? Or finding a sponsor, whatever that is. And for whatever it's worth, if you are a lady and you're connected to my social media, I just want you to know that I, I'm a sponsor of yours. I, I'm, I'm a fan of yours. I want to see you do 
uh, great things. I'm not intimidated by what you do as a man. I'm not struggling by what you do as a man, where you exceed, how far you go, what you do. I'm clapping for you. I want to see you do that. I have four daughters. I want to see all of them uh, do all of these things. Uh, this youngest one is getting out of school early, uh, graduating early. And I told her, I was like, good for you. Cause I'm tired of paying. I'm not, I'm joking. But um, anyway, <laughs> did just, we get Shelly's word? Can we, did we, did I miss it? Yeah, we got Shelly's word. Oh, we got, did, okay. did you? I, I think I missed it. <laughs> I don't okay. know what. Um, be the change you want to see. Be the change. You be the see. change. Got you want to see. So I'm for you. I, I just, I, I want you to, to go forward. And, and this is the last thing I want to say. And then we were in this um, gap and gain. I want you guys to keep this in mind. This is literally a book. It's called gap and gain. Um, this is such a powerful book. The gap is the place where you complain. The gain is the place where you remember where you were and where you are now. This book will change your life. The gap is the place where you go, why didn't this happen for me? This happened. They left. They told me they would be there. They told me they were on. They were just, but if you look at, if you, if you look backwards and say, but where did I come from? How far have I gone? You could do this in everything in life, ladies, every single thing you want to do in life. I just finished this book a couple of weeks ago and I literally sat back and looked at as far back as I could think, and I was telling my wife the other day, I am so grateful for the stuff that I experienced and where I am now, because without those things, I know people say this, but without those things, I wouldn't have gotten where I am. I wouldn't have been exposed to the things I've been exposed to, even the mistakes, even the stuff that didn't go well. If you stay in that gap and you start complaining, well, how come this didn't happen? And they, this person didn't do this and that, that, and that, and so on and such and such. No, no, forget that. Forget that. You have to move into the game. But the game is not how we think of game. The game is not how we think forward. The game is how we think about how far we've come. And that gives us enough propelling forward to help us say, I can keep it going because I was there two years ago. I was in this place three months ago. I was in this place last week. And look at where I am now. Look at what I've done now. So think more of the gain. But the gain in this instance from this psychologist is looking backwards and seeing where you have come from and not staying in the gap. The gap is, I wish I made this much, mon this much money. I wish they promoted me. I wish they did this. Nope. That'll keep you stuck. All right. So I hope that helps somebody um, for, for, for whatever it's worth for you. But ladies, I'm so grateful uh, for you all jumping on here uh, tonight. Thank you so much. And for those of you, again, who are watching for more of the content that I have, uh, you can log on to the dig, the digg.org. And you can find all of my social media on there, except for my TikTok, where people cuss me out on a regular basis. But anyway, I appreciate y'all coming on tonight. <laughs> they do. Uh, they do. They, especially when I talk about relationships, man, they just, wow. Yeah. Some ladies, they go in on me, but it's, it's all good. Anyway, um, I appreciate you, you ladies. Thank you so much. And uh, um, have a fantastic rest of the weekend. And uh, hopefully we'll get together real soon again. Thanks everybody. Good to see everybody.